episode of Calm, Cool, and Connected is brought to you by Bridgeside Medical Clinic, Chesapeake Integrated Behavioral Healthcare, and Edgar Casey's ARE. Now more than ever, we have an opportunity to be a positive force in the world, to help heal the divide, to treat each other and ourselves with respect. But with so many tools out there from meditation to physical training, proper nutrition, therapy, and so many others, we all need a little help navigating all the options. Join us as we share in-depth information, insights, and thought-provoking discussions that will help answer your questions about how to stay calm, cool, and connected during these times. Welcome to Calm, Cool, and Connected, your guidebook to peace of mind. Hello, and welcome to Calm, Cool, and Connected. I'm your host, Dr. Elizabeth Bendrick. Grief and loss are two terms that often get intertwined and confused for each other, but There are two different things. Grief is something that is the emotional experience that we have about something that we lose. And so loss is the event that takes place and grief is the emotional response to this. And grief can really manifest in a lot of ways. It can manifest physically, mentally, emotionally. And with loss, there can be multiple different things that lead to this sense of grief around this. Now, for different people, it can be different things. And one of the hardest things with loss is that people tend to judge themselves or judge others about the magnitude of loss and whether somebody, the grief associated with this is disproportionate. But this is not something that we can determine for anyone but ourselves. And some common types of things that we might experience grief over loss with would be loss of a family member, loss of a pet, a loved one. It could also be a loss of a job, a job transition, getting laid off, even choosing to move on to a new job, but really still having a sense of loss about the community that you're leaving or that season of your life. There can also be loss when it comes to moving out of state or maybe even a breakup, a divorce, separating yourself from friends. And so there's a lot of things that constitute a sense of loss, which then lead to these feelings of grief. And grief has the five stages that are commonly talked about, but what is not as commonly talked about is how to really process through this grief in in an effective way that is not so clinical and not as that's not so textbook. So while the stages of grief can help us to understand where we fall in the continuum of processing through it, it's not necessarily a be all for this experience of grief. And so some helpful ways to process through the feelings that you have regarding loss would be first starting with ensuring you have a good support system around you, ensuring that your loved ones are aware of what's going on and that there are people who are checking in with you and that you're checking in with. And this support system goes a really long way because isolation that we experience when we're in a state of depression actually breeds and makes this depression expand even further. And so ensuring that we're connected to people during this time goes a really long way. Another really important thing to do during this time is to really allow yourself to experience the emotions that come along with it. So allowing yourself to cry, allowing yourself to stay in bed if you need to, to reach out, to do self-care, whatever the emotional response is that's associated with this event for you, not trying to fight against it and not judging it, but just allowing it to happen. Also, keeping a daily routine can be really beneficial when we're experiencing a loss. It's really easy. So going back to the idea of staying in bed, yes, if that's something that you need for a day or two, if you need for a short amount of time to really just let your body rest and work through it, that's okay. But 
well, it becomes prolonged and it's really impacting daily functioning and your ability to engage in your responsibilities, this becomes a concern. And so the routine can be incredibly helpful to just give yourself an expectation, accountability throughout the day, get up, take a shower, go to work, get your breakfast, whatever these things consist of that keep you moving and keep you functioning throughout your day. It can also be really helpful to track your experience when you're going through this type of grief over loss. And what I mean by this is at the end of the day or throughout the day even, just in the notes section of your phone or if you have a little journal, you kind of just jot down on a scale of one to 10 how you're feeling that day and how you're feeling at that particular time. And so for my clients, I suggest that they do it in the morning when they wake up, they do it around lunchtime and then maybe before bed. And on this scale, zero being that just in a full slump, full bunk, can't do, do any functioning really. And a 10 being in an elated state, which is likely not happening when we're experiencing grief. But somewhere along that continuum, just being aware of how do I feel? And also what are some of the emotions that I'm feeling? Is it sadness? Is it anger? Is it disappointment? And so then when we track that throughout the day and then we track that over a period of time, this gives us an opportunity to see the the growth that's happening and see us really processing through these experiences, which is helpful for hope. Because a lot of times when we're in a state of grief, it feels like it's never going to end. It feels like it's never going to get better. And so when we have the ability to see, okay, I'm working more up into the fives to the six, this gives us hope to keep doing our routine, keep reaching out to our support system. And the fifth idea is to seek professional help. Sometimes we just can't get through the grief on our own. And that's okay. And that's really normal. But in those cases, we do need to seek out appropriate help to really help us to process through it, make sense of what's going on, and have the accountability to be using our coping skills and our self-care, which is really needed to work through this time. Now, if you're comforting somebody who's going through grief, it's important to know a few do's and don'ts. A really great thing to start with is just providing validation and support for their experience. And so checking in with them frequently, sending a text, a phone call, or maybe really asking them what is important to them and what would feel like support in their world. For some people, this would be a text. And for other people, this would be a call. For other people, this would be they just want some space for a while. And so for your loved ones, check in on what do you need from me? How can I best support you during this time? And then be respectful of whatever that request is. Also respecting their boundaries. So if they're asking for space or if they are asking specifically, please just text. Being really aware of what those boundaries are. Because when somebody is in a grieving state and they're potentially in a state of depression, violating their boundaries is certainly just going to exacerbate this emotional experience. So we just really want to be sensitive to that. And another idea would be to take them a meal or send them an Uber Eats gift card via Amazon, something like that, where you are just providing some sense of comfort and, and nurturance. Also creating a basket of maybe some of their favorite things, their favorite treats and snacks, magazines, lotions, things like that that are really comforting and nurturing is a really kind gesture during this time. There's some don'ts around supporting somebody who's grieving would be to not say things such as stay strong or everything will be okay. Those statements are not helpful at all. And if anything, they provide a sense of judgment around this person's experience. When somebody is experiencing a loss, 
the last thing they want to be told is to look at the bright side or, well, at least this didn't happen or it's going to get better. Those type of things are really dismissive and not helpful at all. Also not using passive statements such as, well, let me know if you need anything. Most people in this state are not going to let you know if they need something because isolation is a lot more tempting than reaching out to someone. And so by actually saying, what do you need from me or how can I best support you helps them to be able to really express that openly to you versus saying, reach out if you need something that's likely not going to happen. Also not talking about you know, lecturing, suggesting, giving them advice on how to work through their grief, that's not helpful either because they're going to work through it in the way that's best for them. And so they really don't need your feedback. They don't need your advice. They don't need suggestions. They just need you to be present. They need you to be supportive and to provide validation throughout this experience. If you're going through a time of grief right now, I really suggest reaching out for support, Googling some ideas on effective coping and self-care and really take care of yourself through this loss. However you're experiencing it is normal and okay. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Calm, Cool, and Connected. Please make sure to find us on Facebook and Instagram and also make sure to rate and subscribe to our podcast so that others can discover our content as well. Thank you again for joining us on this episode of Calm, Cool, and Connected.